Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Hello and welcome into the Backyard Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Scott, and joining me this week as they do each week, we've got Kyle George and Tyler Bagenstoss, and in the special guest chair, returning for his, I don't know, he's overextended his welcome for sure, for sure. It's uh, Corey Van Domlin, and for the first time, someone we're actually excited to have on the pod and share a mic with, it's Jackson Rucker. Jay Ruck, happy to have you in the studio, and fellas, Normally, we would dive right into a little conversation back and forth. How you doing? But we had an interesting conversation leading into the podcast about the human body. All right. <laughs> Let's just be straight here. We, we were talking human bodies and things about it that perplexed us. It did come from Tyler. You know, he might have sampled some of uh, the farm goods at some point and, and, and wandered down a road where he was really wondering. There was I think, no returning. Call. There was no returning, Ty. And I want to start with you because it was your topic. Yes. Go ahead and, and let me frame this question. One thing about the human body that just doesn't make sense to you, although yes. it is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much happening, Connor. Right. And I'll, I'm going to go ahead and take hair off the board. And to me, hair is quite perplexing. And, and is this hair in all regions? Just let me get to it, Connor. You're really jumping the <laughs> gun talk. here. Because you grow hair on your head, right? And you got some pubic action. And then you got the armpits. Like, why does it go, grow longer in your armpits than it does on, like, your arm? Or is it because we don't shave it, but we don't shave our arms? And also, how did, like, the color of hair? Like, how come my hair is brown and curly, and then John Fishback's is blonde and... Like, it just grows out of your head, like, a different color. And to me, that is quite interesting. And with different tension. The curly thing is what's crazy to me. Like, we don't all have, like, hair that's just, like, flat or falls out. Like, some of it is thick. And, like, yours is, like, to have a curl in something, like, it needs to have, like, some degree of, like, tension almost. Or, like, like... You know what I care like thickness that you, it holds thick shape or it's way yeah thick <laughs> Megan the Stallion thick, uh, but like that shit to me like the color is one thing but the dynamic of it isn't the texture whole, texture yeah yes. oh thank you you're welcome we don't oh. need it for warmth right <laughs> <laughs> what is it val- what a, is it doing for not us? an invalid it, question fair <laughs> like what is what does armpit hair do for us like seriously what does it do good question that is actually the, the, a good is question. it for why do like, females shave it. it that'd Society. be an aesthetic thing Dude, right yeah well i mean Kyle, yeah you know but that's developed uh, over the, the years TM, back in toxic masculinity yeah, that's <laughs> you're disgusting okay. Okay. speaking of having Corey in the studio you guys laugh too hard at that thing. yeah right we'll move right past that one here's weird here's that's weird. a good start i want here's everyone weird. to think about it i think for a we second. can do color through the old high school punnett squares that we learned about oh is it the genetics yeah, or whatever yeah oh yeah that but we all remember really well the buzzwords you know dominant that's why exactly see See, but we all where, the where, case, lowercase letters. Yeah. You know, yeah. Where was hair originated? Where who had the first set of hair? I would like to see that guy. Monkeys. I'd like to answer that. I was at church the this morning. Juice. God. Oh. <laughs> Kyle. Two different, two very different answers there. <laughs> <laughs> Evolution or not. Um, uh, well, that was that was honestly gonna be my take. So I'm having to adapt on the spot here. So I'm gonna go to the the bodily function that we have yet to figure out what it does, and that is the appendix, right? No one actually knows what the appendix does. Yet, it can rupture and really kill you if you don't get it taken care of. But 
it seems odd to me that we can fucking fly cars into space, but we don't know what the appendix does. True. That's a good point. Why Very are we not tip. diving into the appendix and why can a little it kill more? Us? Yeah, and, and why the fuck is it there if it's not doing anything but can kill us? Yeah, so... I mean, Where's evolution in that you know, one? Maybe Come on, guys. Answer. Not a very fun answer because Tyler yeah. stole mine, but, you know, it does need to be asked. Also, but. things like that are crazy to me that we can solve, like, a ton of problems if we really put our minds to it. But at some point, like, just as a general human species, we were like, yeah, fuck it, man. Like, the appendix is just a mystery. It's just we there. just don't I, care. We just yeah. put our hands up, I mean, went palms up, and said, like, nah, it's good. Like, basically, no we're, we're chill on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't need to figure it out. Well, Wikipedia has figured it out. Oh. And Wikipedia says it's a way for it to store good bacteria for your gut. Yeah, but that's Ooh, a, that's it's, I, I was reading. I, I was actually I had a pain in my lower abdomen. I looked this up the other day. Oh, so I'm and that's speculative. That? That's not actually bad. Like no, that's oh. what that's what scientists think. What do you mean? Wikipedia is one. Yeah, of it's one of the most validated sources <laughs> I am aware. True, but that's not a scholar, right scholarly I article. Use it for all of my factual uh, backup. So. If that's a bust. Remember when you couldn't use Wikipedia in high school? What's what's that's some bullshit? I know that's one of those things in school. Not to get off topic, but they tell you it's like it's like fucking math. Like, am I really using calculus out here? (laughs) No. Am I using Wikipedia? Yeah. So something's (laughs) bad. Use that daily. Yeah. All right, Corey. Let's go right to you. So, the thing that I think is crazy about the human body are fingernails and toenails. Like, (laughs) I was saying this to you guys before. But I get that cells replicate according to like the cells around them and can heal and all that stuff. That all makes sense to me that your skin like regenerates and you know all that. But it's crazy to me that at certain points in your body, the cells know to communicate like, hey, let's make this area hard and crusty and firm, but only to a point and only so it tucks under skin like a little bit. And then the other like reasonably sized area is exposed for you to like scratch and dig at stuff. Like we're not talking claws like a like a fucking bird or a bear or a dog like we're talking just like conveniently sized fingernails that fit exactly our purpose and that is fucking nuts to me i'd say they're pretty useful too I mean, they're very they're useful very useful and i'm just it's crazy to me that they just like exist in like the like toenails are debatable i don't know what those are for people really. love back scratches and that's you yeah. know well so wait wait years. but that's, point, those action. are some fair some fair <laughs> points but as someone who chooses only fans would like still to this day sadly and just can't get over the habit. What would be the negative side of losing fingernails? Right. I, like, like what would you wouldn't be able to like pick at stuff. You right. Be able to, like, Which makes dig. sense in the scratching. I get that, but I mean, like, I don't survival know. wise, are we yeah. worse? What is off? the most? What is the most? If we have little sausage fingernails, fingernails, are we, have worse we decided off? Be a that lot. it's more visually appealing, and that well, because like monkeys have them, like like apes, they have fingernails, right? I think. Right. Well, so, and, and I mean, it's like, it's like the so. basic idea of a claw, right? Like you yeah, have yeah. them to claw. That's what I'm saying. But, but like ours are a so, lot of so humans, different. like myself, do chew our fingernails or like clip them regularly. And so we're not, we're trimming off the function. And at that point, it's like, I don't feel like my life's worse off. Right. <laughs> but maybe back when, like in the, what's it, Mesozoic? Did I kill that? Caveman era? Nailed it. We'll to yeah, nailed it, dude. Tyler, we're talking about BC. All right. That was before Jesus. Let's move on to Ruck here. Well, just to finish up the toenail, I think, you know, for a lot of times we stub our feet or stub our fingers, and it's like, oh, would my, my finger just rip off here or, you know, completely start bleeding? Oh, maybe if it I, protects it? Yeah, True. a little protection oh, action. Okay. But protection okay. action. Outside the box here. I don't know. We'll have to check Wikipedia on that one. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. um, That's right. For me, I'll be under the kind of hair umbrella, but getting a little more specific with the eyebrow. 
you know, they're uh-huh. kind of, they add a little bit of personality when we're up and down and, you know, <laughs> true. Either, Whoa, they are an emotional, you know, or, but, you know, <laughs> what other purpose does it, does it serve? You know, sometimes for um, Anthony Davis branding. Yeah. Exactly. For, yeah. And for Precisely. Carter shaving them off. Yeah. Why, yeah, so. why do, hey, why do some people story. have a unibrow and some people have, you know, two regular ones and why do they stop, you know? Why, why don't they just wrap all the way around why, your head? Yeah, why is yeah. it not just your f- whole forehead is no. hairy? Well, you know? and that's a great point of like, why do they have to, if they're going to stop at the edge of this eye, why don't they stop at the edge of this eye? Why do yeah. I have to pluck? And why don't they grow day? upwards or downwards? <laughs> yeah. They never, like, like you have a forehead, you have like a little space between your like eyebrow and your eyeball. Like they don't grow downwards or anywhere else. They grow specifically where they are. That being said, as someone who has also shaved their eyebrows off accidentally. No shame in that. No, no, no it was not. That was oh, accidental. accidental. Oh, you shaved them? Well, it's a shower framing razor. Whatever. He did it. Uh, by choice. By it choice, does definitely. look definitely interesting when you don't have them. Like, it is nice to have for the emotions. Like, it's hard. You to... meant to say bad. Can't Put that on me. Connor. Uh, can't read me. <laughs> yeah. Put that on Connor's headstone. Eyebrows are nice to have for the emotions. Connor, can't tell if you're angry or happy. <laughs> have you guys ever noticed how all the professional poker players have no eyebrows? No, that's such <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> have you guys what? never noticed that? They don't want to give away their... Ever. Say something with enough conviction that is so it. full of shit. That's why they called him Chris No Eyebrows Moneymaker. <laughs> In the day when we were growing up, you guys remember. Couldn't get a read on the guy. Phil, <laughs> exactly. no eyebrows, Ivy. You could not get a read on him. The sunglasses, no eyebrows. No one know how oh he fell. Oh, and he had the tear ducts removed anyway. Uh, <laughs> what does eyebrows main function? I think we as we're, we're talking through this. <laughs> no, I know, but I think it's like <laughs> Tyler. That was the point. <laughs> was I, it the point? I think yeah, it was that like, the point. Yeah. Essentially, kind of the point of the question. So whatever. You All right, bring. I'm gonna go with. Sweat protection. I think, yeah. I oh, think, that's a good one. Actually, I think it's the bad. humans yeah. or dust. The or human uh, yeah. eye black. You know, essentially, yeah. it's up oh. top. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. keep the little sun out, but also keep any other Ooh. dirt. But that, that see, look, we're point. smart fellows. We're yeah, just yeah, we talking got, through yeah. this and figuring. Can't out believe we solved eyebrows. Wikipedia still doesn't make sense. It's over. Moving on. What's next? Still doesn't make sense. We covered the appendix and eyebrows on this episode. Throw it at us. We're ten minutes in. We've covered appendix and eyebrows, two of the world's most unsolved mysteries. So, like. Pretty accomplished. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Next episode, only 30 people you need a doctor. Look, yeah, looking uh, forward to be at the top of the podcast. Yeah. Right. Hey, the, right, the right ears will hear it. And they'll be like, right. these guys, they fucking get it. Hey, thanks for the offer, NASA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think for me. We found the group of kids. They can cover this stuff. Uh, mine's going to be foot and hand size. Throw in the third option if you want for males. Um, just like what the no, fuck. No, no size. No. <laughs> right. Yeah, we were all thinking nose. Um, but a lot of the times doesn't exactly correlate to body size. I mean, sometimes, yes, obviously, bigger people, bigger feet, whatever. That's I'm mainly thinking bigger feet socks. size for some reason. But I feel like there's quite a few instances where especially taller people with small feet, I feel like happens quite a bit more than like smaller people with huge feet. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. is kind of interesting of like how they don't really correlate. You know, yeah. there's not always a one for one on that. And that uh-huh. doesn't make sense to me because everything else usually grows in some sort of proportion. Right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But feet and hands, I feel like you got Kawhi Leonard, same size as, you know, most of his counterparts. But his hands are like that of a seven, three yeah. yes. person's yeah. average hand size. Uh-huh. So it's like I don't understand how that is that makes sense because you can't think that's like a dominant and recessive gene thing. That's just. Luck of the draw, like that's what I'm saying with this stuff too. Like even like fingers, like how do your finger, how, like your fingers at some point are just like, all right, that's all we got for growing. Like you grow to a point, 
And then everything in your body is like, all right, we're done growing and we're going to go into maintenance mode. It's, it's, it's you know, very perplexing. That's why we've spent 12, 12 minutes. Anyone on have above topic. a 12 and a half in here? I'm no. a 12. Oh, okay. It's not I important. We all know who's in charge in here now. Oh, um, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> You're a 12 and a half? Well, 12, 12 and a half. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's a 12. He's a 12. In performance shoes, I'm a 12 and a half. Mm. Okay, we get it. More <laughs> let's, check, let's check the tag. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move along to our next subject here. Uh, I think this stems from you, Corey, and yep. it's players you hate that consensus. The room might not, the room might agree with you here, us five, because we are all generally rooting for a lot of the same teams and mm -hmm. have similar rivals. But a player you hate that most people love, is, and is we're going to go too strong of a word. Hate might be a strong word, but yeah. strongly dislike. Players you sports hate, and everyone knows the Sp difference. Well sports said. hate is way you different. Maybe grab a beer with him off the court. No, 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 no. No, I, I want to go that like, far. It, sports hate is for no reason and for no. Um, okay. You're yeah. in the wrong, most likely, yeah. but you hate that. Logic, right. yes. logic yes. is out the door right yeah. here. You're yeah. you're probably wrong. They're probably a great person, but <laughs> you hate. Them. We're not. I mean, yeah, like you said, sports hate. We're not talking about them as like human beings. We're talking right. about them as athletes, right? Okay. And which I know that sounds bad, but like. It's true. There's a difference. Yeah, there sorry. There's a difference. <laughs> okay, we're going to start with Ruck this time. So, Ruck, player you hate that uh, most sports hate, Tyler, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I know you're pretty PC. Uh, I just don't want to hurt any feelings. The one I strongly dislike that first came to mind is good old Russell Westbrook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. You know, See, that's mainly it. just coming from a Blazers fan yeah. and his battles throughout the years with old Dame. You know, you come to hate the guy just because of the disrespect sometimes he shows on the court but you got to love his passion and his fire yeah. you know a lot of people resonate with that and him just being a competitive guy but you know coming from a a true you know blazers fan i just uh -huh. got to hate the guy if you, if you yeah. go on twitter still people still rank him above dame yeah like well, what the fuck people he's got his <laughs> yeah, fans like folks are living under his. a rock I mean, he's got stands go. that are just like Brutal. You'll just shoot 21% from three, you know. And I couldn't agree more. Better. He's kind of the Blazers, I think, at least the last seven years. Dame's era, we'll call it, um, of the Blazers. That's definitely public enemy number one, I would guess. Yeah, you know, it stemmed the, the series a few years ago, or it might have been a regular season when, you know, he scored on Dame and he goes to rock the baby and it's like... Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? Yeah, because yeah, no. Ty, he, he, your point. He has irrational confidence, which is, makes him good. Yes, yeah. you have um, to respect it, and almost. you have to respect it big time. But Dame has daddied Russ in every situation throughout Facts. his career. Facts. Like Dame, the big, the big moment. Facts. 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 Even so quickly to where yeah. Russ Wikipedia. will rock the baby on him, and then Dame will go down immediately next possession and hit a three from distance and then like it, it, it he always ends up getting the upper hand on russ I is feel there like. is there a, a clip that gets you more hype that's not a game winner that defensive than stop dame and then stopping the... russ on defense clapping and then <laughs> bombs away yeah. from logo bombs away territory <laughs> bombs yeah. away that's a sequence yeah. that's a sequence that, uh, someone making nft that's a good one rock before <laughs> we move on I, I do have a quick question are we starting to kind of like with russ on the wizards in this obscure part of his career are we starting to kind of like him again because yeah, i personally bit. am having mixed feelings where i'm like I'm respecting yeah. him a lot, no, like what he's doing still. Definitely warming up, just him being in the Eastern Conference and being able to admire him from afar. Right. You know, and not being able to just see him come and play the Blazers, you know, back-to-back -back or, right. you know, him yeah. being in the Easier Western Easier when he's Conference. not killing your Yeah, team. you know. <laughs> and end of the day, you got to respect, you know, his triple-double, you yeah. know, just consistency. Buckets. Forget it's the stats. It's like three it. years he's almost been averaging a triple-double well, or something like that. And, like, I, I think to that point, too, it's like when the Blazers were – kind of finding themselves pre-Dame and he, him and KD were going off in OKC. Loved him then, too. It's it's easy when you're not his direct rival, but he's yeah. one of those players, and we'll get to this, that 
you know, you hate when he's not on your team, yep. but when he's on your team, you'd love that person. Yeah. So kind of like Corey Van Damme. <laughs> That's right, exactly. What? Corey, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead on uh, your choice for okay. a player you hate that uh, most so people love. This is kind of I. F- I feel like it's a hot take, but maybe not. But I fucking can't stand Chris Paul. Like I know he's the point god, and he's all, and he's like probably I'm gonna say like a top five, maybe top three point guard ever in the league. It just pisses me off that he's Mr. Like squeaky clean fake. And yet he's such like a fucking, he flops. He's, and and then the next possession, he'll be like right in your grill and like pulling that cheap bullshit. And then, and then he's, you know, looking around like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And nobody ever like puts him in that Patrick Beverly, like hated category where they know he kind of, and he has so many tricks. Like that is what makes him good. His mental game is so much more above like most other point guards in the league. Yeah, He'll pull the, the old school, you know, like, just whatever yeah. it is to get an edge on him, and then he'll um, convince himself, and then convince, like, try to convince the ref, the ref. dude. Like, well, even though he, he knows it's wrong, so it's much. part of the game. Kind of yeah. reminds me of, like Rajon Rondo. That's almost. so well, yeah. 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 That's and, exactly. and that's yeah. why they hate each other. Yeah. He is also yes. Rajon, dude. The right. A number one at getting, yes. like, yeah, yeah, getting getting a foul or like if the ball is stolen, and like, God forbid, somebody could fucking steal the ball from you, Chris Paul. He is like a frustration foul, like right yeah. out in front, and he's like, dude. He's a great point guard. Again, I don't need to say anymore, but like when he does that shit, you're just like, dude, fuck you. And I yeah. and, I, and I think my my sports hate I is like increased for him that nobody ever says like, man, Chris Paul like looking a little frustrated. Like that was borderline. Like nobody ever, <laughs> yeah. nobody ever puts him in that conversation of like, not they all they just wow, look how crafty, look how good. Oh, the point god. This is like make me fucking gag but yeah. i agree but and i'm not gonna do this for everyone i swear but <laughs> what he's doing this year with phoenix is no he can literally like, suck my dick from the I back i think that's fair <laughs> i respect that you hate him that much because we're gonna need that energy come playoff time but i am curious like it's i mean it's hard to argue with results and every time it seems like he's going to a waste away with okc last year even what he did with houston like he does win games, but you're right. He does it in the even. It stems back to when he was in New, New Orleans, when they play the Blazers. He was doing the same shit when he was the best player on his own team. Like mm-hmm. and and it works, and yeah. it's frustrating yeah. because you're right. Yeah. He's gaming the system. We see multiple NBA players do it, but he is a craftsman. Well, and, and yeah. does it does it <laughs> as someone who may have experienced this in his own life? Does it kind of make him a little more annoying per se that he's a shorter human? That um, consistently brings intensity, like he's yeah eight feet Ooh, tall. Dude, and I trust me. If I I resemble those remarks, <laughs> like That's I, get, why I said it, <laughs> I get it. Like man, that is like, if, if, if I wanted to be described, it'd be exactly how I describe Chris Paul right now. Exactly. You're pissing me off. You you're not a nobody. Like, you nobody boos a nobody, but you're you're crafty. You're getting under my skin. Better. You're pissing me off, <laughs> and like that is just like one more thing that the team thinks about rather than thinking about their game plan. So like. I hate him, but I'm also like, that's exactly what I wanted respect. to be when I was playing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, respect, but whatever. Yeah. Fuck that guy. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Kyle, go ahead. Um, I guess we're sticking to the NBA train today. You don't have to. Yeah, no, well, no, I mean, mine's an NBA Choo-choo. guy, and I think a lot of us will probably share Choo-choo. this feeling, but I, it has to be said I'm going to go Kevin Durant. Yep. Um, and it, this has nothing to do with Kevin Durant's skill on the basketball court. I mean, obviously, he's an insane talent and is a generational player. 
And I'm not talking shit on his game whatsoever. I'm strictly talking shit on his antics off the court and how he responds to people and how he basically ruined the NBA for me because he was really the, oh, he really oh, tilted the, the we needle went in the direction of super teams. Like you could argue it was LeBron, you could argue it was LeBron, and I, I will gladly hear that argument and not really disagree with you. We but Kevin Durant it, but, was the right. one who really You're pushed saying, over the edge, yeah, in my right. opinion. That move for and sure. That I, move was bullshit. I think it was weak as fuck. Like you literally were up three one on that team. Like you should have beaten them in that playoff series and you just didn't get it done. So you decide to leave. It it just really makes me angry. You know, especially being a Portland fan, I think we respect loyalty a lot here and as a small market fan. um, And that's why we love Dame so much. And it's Mm -hmm. like the fact that he didn't show that same loyalty to OKC when they were in a situation that's arguably better than any situation the Blazers have ever been in, in terms of skill on that team. Like him and Russ could have, I think won an NBA a championship together. Adams, like, yeah, like that team. Harden was already gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah Harden was yeah. gone. But still, like that yeah, was yeah, when, still uh, like, still an insanely good team that was deep too. Like, yeah. I mean, they that was Ibaka and his prime, right? They Ibaka were three yeah. without Harden. Is yeah, it, I I like the way KD responds to guys on Twitter. So that I've I will, come that, around I on that when too. People talk shit, but that's the thing is like he responds to a lot of people that I feel like talk shit on his game. I don't know. Maybe I don't. No, no. I I I like where you're going. I I agree with what you're saying because I'm with Tyler too. He did some right reconciliation for me as well because it's almost <laughs> like he's owned that he's just he's online he's that's major he is. online but yeah i agree also that that move is something i'll never like view him the same way yeah because of the fact that like yes i get you're going for basketball nirvana and basically got it in terms of that's the best team to ever grace an nba basketball for sure. yeah. floor for i sure. think probably but it's also like literally you you claim you're you know the elite hooper wouldn't you want to go take down all the other elite hoopers? Exactly. And yeah. and so it's hard to say because who's to say if we're in this situation? I mean, and it's it, a difference. That's, it's, yeah. that's three championships, it's right? Opinions, in pocket, right? It's like two, some people least. love the super team. Some people are like, this is, you know, they right. the NBA has grown, obviously, in the super team era. So there's a big time argument that people like watching that's the a, super That's teams. a very fair. Um, but for me personally, as someone, I like the, you know, the competition aspect. And we've had this conversation on this podcast many times. Where and it's he like, kinda, I don't like super teams. And. Maybe that's just because I'm a Blazer fan, and we are right. we're not able to have a super team. But right. so be it. I still like competition. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Ty, let's go yeah, right you want to me you here. I'm honestly Thanks. surprised this guy made it to me. And this guy is someone who, to me, started the the selling of flopping and like selling fouls the oh, most. Nice. Um, created the hook and the go up with the head and toss the ball up and get two free throws. Every time he drives to the basket, and that man is James Harden. Yep. And yep. especially because of that series that the Blazers had with the Rockets, where obviously it ended great for us with Dame Shot. <laughs> the anniversary of Dame Shot, we were all seeing it today on Twitter. Um, gets better every time you watch it. Yep. Um, like a fun one. Sure yeah. Also, what yes, was crazy, a crazy note to that shot, Dame didn't have any points up until that point. Really? In, in the fourth. Sorry. Oh, in the okay. fourth quarter. Huh. So he was like kind of coming in cold and just nailed a deep three. Nuts. Weird that he stepped the, up. Yeah, crazy. I love crazy. that, man. Um, I don't know. I just James Harden's classic arm hook yep. and the head back with the yeah. big old beard so it looks like he just got shot. And then just two free. I hate that. And and the and the travel step back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, like, it's what a we, travel. It's yes. an absolute travel. <laughs> no <step>. debate. So <laughs> those two combos made me not yeah. Yeah. like him no. as much. Right there with you. Yeah, no. It's just so annoying. Like, just play the game, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't just... When he's good it's enough not a, to not. It's not a yeah. free throw competition. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. But it's... 
And then if we're gonna go full circle, it's not his fault. The NBA has created it, yeah. and like it's no. the refs. It's not well, the refs' fault. Shy. It's like he's playing the game. Yeah. And they're calling those bullshit fucking fouls. All I was so. gonna say, I wasn't gonna defend it, but I was like, that goes in line with how you you really it's, hate NBA officiating. Yes, yeah. NBA officiating. <laughs> yeah. On I, that, we're not gonna go there. On that note, has it just been worse this year, We've or what? Good Lord, it's been worse, Tyler. What do you think about NBA officiating this year? Horrible. I think it's hurting the game. Yeah, the numbers are probably going up, and maybe more people are watching, and they're like, "Oh, this is great, so it's working." You know, threes and fouls. But I, I just hate it. I hate everything yeah. about it. Uh, you watch, you know, the 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 three foul call. This is the one foul that like the pump fake, and then you sh- move into him and get uh-huh. three. That's not a shot. That's not a normal shot. Yeah, he's going out of his way to hit the guy. A, a normal sh- three foul should be if you're actually in your fucking motion. <laughs> Do we do we not have any common sense to de- yeah. to, de- to determine what an actual basketball move is? Uh-huh. The answer is no. The answer is no. No. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Seriously, <laughs> I think I, I agree. I think it's like I, I mean, Dame and Steph are the top two yes. culprits of the Dame, move, but Dame I hate the ones it. where they go around a screen, pull up for three, and someone's following them around the screen, and then they sell the yeah. underneath cut. Not my favorite. And I I know again to Harden's point or why he's doing it it is called a foul every time and there's room to say it is a foul but at the same time to your point Tyler what if we gave the refs a little more freedom to just use common sense rather than like I know there's then you get the Donahue thing back into play right you need letter of the law too soon right yeah it is too soon sorry Sacramento Um, but you do need to like take into account sometimes like Hey, they're trying to sell me on this fucking foul. Maybe it wasn't a foul and they kicked their legs out. Yeah. It's frustrating. Like I, I imagine would. how frustrated you have to be as like an athlete playing with like you see all the time imagine. like Dame and CJ talking shit to the refs like on the bench, like yeah. what are we even doing? Type of stuff, like mm-hmm. flabbergasted. Yeah. yeah. How do you yeah, how do you handle it? La- okay, so last note on that, I'll yeah. just say I wish I saw something earlier this season that was I thought it would be genius. It's like, hey, I Refs should have post-game conferences and have to Agreed. explain so those calls. Hold them accountable. Yeah. Slippery sport. slope, yeah. though. I, it is. I'm Shay, with you. Trust me. I would love that. Like, what did you see on that? You know, phantom yeah. call. Yeah, like right. <laughs> you know. And the crazy thing, even aside from uh, NBA, but MLB, I'm have a couple times this like this year had reviews go, and you're like, Dude, oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's an option. We don't. And then they get, and then they don't, they don't get reversed, and that's where I'm just like. Rabbit hole. I, I just yeah, sorry, I don't want to keep this going too far too long, but no, you're I, it's just mind blowing. It, 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 it goes to review and they watch it and there's obvious evidence. Yeah, and this so is here's, this is all the time in the MLB. All the time. This happens almost daily. My there are calls with, that like that. My take with all sports is just get go back to eliminating all of replay because refs, umpires, whatever Human. are a part of the game. Yep. Human error yep. is a part of the game. True. Yeah. And in history, sports have been lost by I mean, there's this St. Louis, Kansas City World Series where the Cardinals win, um, but much like the Galarraga Jim Joyce thing back yep. in that perfect yeah. game, they call he calls him safe when he's clearly out by a step. Mm-hmm. They end up losing the next game seven and losing the whole World Series. That's now etched in history. Why would we change it now? And yeah. like yeah. to your guys's point, they still fuck it. And up. you know where right. this all is going Des, is the catch roll, computers, yeah. robots being yeah, the reps. That. That'll no, be my. And no one wants that. Yeah. That'll be we, we need human air. So. Give me okay. human air versus right. the let bots. Me, let me get mine. No bots. No bots. Can I rattle off just some that we all, I think, are going to agree on, especially the first one? They're more like an agreeable group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steph Curry yes. is yep. one that Fuck has that a group, us uh, specifically. And I'm going to throw out, no one said Russell Wilson, they're, but they're very, <laughs> they're very similar to me in that. Amen. They get built up by the main sports uh, uh, media groups yeah. as like 
They're like Saints. Jesus playing sports, yeah. to be honest. But then it's like, I get it. They're great at handling their business. And the way their image comes off is beautiful. The, just yesterday night when I was going to bed, I got pissed because <laughs> SportsCenter puts on Instagram a video of Steph just dancing on the bench for dude, 45 seconds. Oh, my God. And dude, what I tell you that he gets built up like this good guy, but then he's doing all that shit that as the opposing team would make me want to legitimately try to get in a physical altercation. Yeah. Like he is the, and Russell Wilson's the exact same. It's like, Connor hates you, Russell. Oh man, yeah. I do. I, I really do. But they make the league's game. money yeah. and they're going to promote. Oh, and I get it. And, and it you know sucks. what? I am a hypocrite because I said this before the pod and it's true. It's all out of LeBron's playbook. It's you, <laughs> you handle, you handle LeBron, your, off I'm the, never going to be back to 100%. You hand off your, you handle your off the field image and you, you know you're a bad boy on the field. So yeah. it, it works out. Yeah, Because but, they are. They're the best in their business. Steph and Russell, they're, yeah, like, yeah. they're two of the greats great. of all time. Yeah. So however they choose to handle it, I get it's business, but I fucking hate it. And then you get <laughs> all the Seahawks fans on top of it, not to switch, but they're yeah. same as Golden State, where Oregon's right in the middle of the two, if anyone yeah. didn't know. Yeah. And so we <laughs> get all lesson. those fucking bandwagon, and Oregon doesn't have these big teams, so if you're not a Blazer fan, it's really easy to be like, I'm a Warrior-Seahawk combo. And it's yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. we Bar just went through the worst yeah. decade of our lives. So you're not a True fan. Blazer fans. And, yeah. and Seahawk haters, if you are one like myself, because... Uh, sorry, Chance, Kevin Nelson, all the Linfield <laughs> Loyal stands, listeners. Eric Lawson, all you guys. You you ruined it for me. I hate the Seahawks because of it. Well, Still love the M's, though. Is that your guy? Who? It Was Russ your guy? No, or do you have well, it was guy? Steph He's and Russ. He's little list. And then I got to say, Tom Brady, Patriots era, Peyton Manning, Colts era. Rajon Rondo mm. was a good one brought up. I hated earlier. both those. Yeah, Rajon's a good one. Um, I have two that came to The one that I wanted to pick for myself yeah. that I don't think everyone might agree with I've always and always will despise Derek Jeter. Um, Ooh, that's a, that's a his Ooh. He's the captain of the Jeets. You don't like Yajits? I don't like Jeets. I don't like Jeets, and I think he's the, I think he's the he's the exact same as all these other guys. He gets built up as a god. No, but no, it's like, but here's the deal. He's real. Like everybody knows that he. Oh, all ever since you read the herpes story, you've been calling that's him real. That's funny, dude. Like the thing with Russell. Like here's where Russell becomes unbearable. Wilson. Is like when you see the the fucking GQ article with him and Sierra, and he's like, "Yeah, we just wake up and we're just we're just blessed, man. You know, and we're we're so excited. Just to, we we look at each other every morning. We're like, I agree man, so hard, man. Though. We get, we yeah. get to do this life together, man. And it's just it's just so much fun. We're both so enthusiastic about about really everything, man. And it's just like nobody fucking go talks to, like go that. Hawks. <laughs> Cut it out, go Hawks. You know, it's like, dude, like be, be real for a half second. Like, like I get Jeter was a golden boy, but he also I I think there's a difference between keeping up an image and like staying out of trouble, which I think, I think Jeter lived his life and stayed out of trouble with his gift baskets and so on. And, but like, true. like Russell, I, like, I just, yes, I, it's true. I would, he is, I'm not kidding you. Like the last guy I would ever want to hang out with. Like, no, I, that's he's, a fair point. He's just Derek a, Jeter does never seemed fake. He seemed yeah. like he actually just killed New York media, which is incredible yeah. in its own yeah. right. Yeah. I always hated him. They yeah. won every, every I, fucking I year, that. and he's yeah. the captain. Yeah. So, I mean, I hated him. Yeah. Uh, Last note on Russ. I think we can all agree. If he helps bring MLB to PDX, True. Yes, we can probably... Oh, a little I'll notch. switch completely. We'll I'll allow it. Okay. I'll start. I might, I might get <laughs> on the I had, had to <laughs> yeah. throw that in there. I mean, they don't have to be a Mariners fan anymore. Yeah. 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 Hey, not a bad year to be one. We'll get to that later, maybe, if we have Go time. Ems. Let's uh, quickly, quickly, or, yeah, shout out Soto Scoop. Shout out Check Soto out Scoop. Chance Loboda, Kyle and Chamberlain. Kyle Chamberlain yep. Yeah, oh, I know. Available Rocking on all the platforms. Soto Scoop. <laughs> yes, on all platforms. Check them out. They are killing Mariners baseball. It's a great year to be an M's fan, so go check them out, Soto Scoop. Um, players, now we're going to do the flip. 
that you love that everyone else seems to hate. And it's easy for me to start, so I'm just yeah, going to go ahead and do it. Uh, my first one would obviously be Johnny Money Manziel. Uh, oh, I'm, that's a see, good one. And, and you'd think, okay, Connor, his career's over. No, it's not. He's committed to pro <laughs> golf no, for the next 10 no, years, God. and I'm here no, to ride the way. No, he will be in the... It, it, uh, anyone want to bet a, a sturdy $5 that in eight years Johnny Manziel will be on a PGA Tour event? I'll take that bet. Jeez, don't throw around too like much money, Connor. I, I won't. <laughs> Either that or in yeah, the Corey, think, pen. Corey, think uh, with interest. Think, think about your family. Take it easy. Invest <laughs> <with> interest. <laughs> so no one's going to take it. Yeah, no yeah that's right. Because we're all believers <laughs> deep down. Uh, the other would obviously be Baker Mayfield. I mean, just right in the same etching. I don't think people hate those guys that much. I think people, I think people hate, hate Manziel. Manziel. Yeah, for sure. I like yeah. Johnny. I Baker, like I definitely, there's, there's a, well, I, I like him too, but there is a definitely people that hate Baker too. I, there's, I think there's so, that's definitely, fair. Colin yeah. Cowherd like leads, the, he's got a tattoo like fuck Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I mean, not that he's a great sports take. Oh, nice daughter. Is. Yeah. Allegedly. What'd you say? Because his daughter's nice, allegedly. Colin Cowherd. It, oh, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> Let's check Alleg- yes. Wikipedia on yeah, that yeah. one. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do some research. <laughs> Off air. Uh, my, so those are my two. Super easy. Off the top, right. I, I I'm known to like anyone that people I, I, dislike. Like, so. A good one for you would have been Grayson Allen. Well, oh, that would have been a fantastic. Oh, one. actually, because I, I do dislike. You're right. I, the mimosas are getting to me, and I forgot the <laughs> one I wanted to really go with, and that was Duke era JJ Redick. Yeah. He was Ooh. he was my savior at that point. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I look like that. <laughs> I can I do look that. Like that. <laughs> and then it's like he turned out to be he turned <laughs> he turned out to be. Uh, Pretty successful in the NBA, but not, I, I kind of thought he'd be like MVP, like just change it. I thought he'd be Steph Curry, yeah. to be honest. But. NBA journeyman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's been yeah, pretty no, fucking hey, good. You know, 10, 11 years. What, Rock, you know. let's go to you. I think for me, first guy that came to mind, outside of Portland, you know, probably a, a popular, maybe, I don't know, uh, Rasheed Wallace. Yeah. You know, I think oh, every, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. all yeah. Blazer fans love Sheed, you know, mm-hmm. got used to his antics, kind of yeah. loved the antics. Technical foul, record-setting year. Yeah, loved his skill, but you know, think outside of the Portland area, everybody thinks he's a hothead. Yeah, you know, um, mm-hmm. can't get along with choice. coaches like or teammates. But I feel you know, like he's just almost quick take. I no, I think you're exactly spot on. I feel like he's almost like in the newer era with social media. His clips are so funny and famous. He's almost been able to flip the script without even doing anything on his own end. Oh, like, yeah, I know true. he is doing yeah. technical foul and he's been like more involved. He's still involved with the NBA and he's like, yeah. he's a cool dude. Like if you listen to his podcast and stuff, he definitely has learned from his experiences. Oh, definitely. But you're all right. When he like left the Blazers especially and was leading them in that era, he's probably the most hated player in the NBA, especially by NBA like, writers. Yeah, like he was the leader of the jailblazers, you can right. Like, he was the best player on the jailblazers. Right, yeah. and, <laughs> and I mean, not to mention that it's like, it was also during the era of, like, Allen Iverson and, like, a, a whole cultural shift in the NBA, I would say. Personally. You kind of needed like, that definitely. attitude on your team in order to, Absolutely. to deal with sure. those teams. So. Especially at that time. Yeah. I mean, the Blazers were... We were there. We were we successful. Were, uh, let's yep. not talk about it, but we were 11 minutes away from winning yep. an NBA yep. title in 2000. <sighs> or 99. That's so sad. Let's, yeah, okay. Move on. Move on. Good one, J-Rod. Supposed to be good. Where am I? Let's go over to... I'll go. Let's go to Kyle. I don't think this room is going to hit. Um, I think you guys are going to love this person with me, but I think he definitely has a, a group of people that don't like him. But I'm getting on a knee and going with Tim Tebow, baby. 
That came to I mind. I love Tim Tebow. Came love to Tim mind. Tebow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day because they were, I was like, oh, did you see Tebow? Had the the tight end. Tight end, baby. Yeah, He's yeah, coming back. And people were so, and they were like, Jesus Christ, fucking hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't they, say his and, name in vain. Yeah, they were, talk, they were talking all that shit, and I was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't see it. They were like, oh, you're a media whore. You want the attention, all that stuff. And I just was like, They're man. not wrong. Yeah, like, yeah. I get that perception for sure. But I'm also like, man, if I were like an elite athlete that could literally turn it on and give myself a shot, like, wouldn't I? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that far-fetched. He's never created the media stir that he gets on his own. Like, he doesn't hold press conferences out on his front porch or, you know, call ESPN and say, hey, I'm trying out for the Jaguars. Like, those reports That's come true. Yeah, for him. So, so it is, like, Same one of those things where I'm, like, I get the hate. Like, I get that people are annoyed because he is, like, kind of cringy and borderline Russell Wilson and his corniness. But, like, he's also, I feel like, genuine. Like, that is what he is. He is literally like yeah. that. Yeah. And if you've so, read his books, like, it's it's pretty, like, that yeah. is how he lives his life. Yeah. So, like, half of me is, like, and I, I like the take because right, I think a lot of people, like, can't stand him. But I'm on the kind of side that's, like, oh, I don't know, well, man. I feel like I would do the same if I were Tim Tebow, like. Keep it going as long it's as you can, bro. guys bother me more. Yeah. yeah it is true. I mean, it's really it's unfortunate. It's also fair to say, though, that Tim Tebow and Russell Wilson are very They are similar. The same yeah, person. They're, but, co- they're yeah. cousins so in the same I family. I might need to tap <laughs> but, I mean, Tim Tebow, is like, Tebow, but I hate Russell Tim Tebow's like, grew up in a family that was, like, he, he was, like, raised the way he is, and I just think, well, and, like, and you And we just don't had, know that about Russell, but Russell's a lot, like, the fact that, I, I feel like the fact that he's with Sierra alone is, like... It's different. Who was yeah. the future before? But isn't can we, <laughs> That's all can, I'm we can we all admit though that like Tim Tebow, it is so unfortunate because like I think he could have been a way more effective Taysom Hill in the NFL. Yes. Like if he like, just missed yeah. his air, he just missed it. It's yeah. so heartbreaking Kyle. because he could have like <laughs> just if, if he was right in here. his prime, like if, right out of college, like I guarantee you there are NFL offenses that could use him in certain I, schemes where he could be really electric Kyle. and actually. Because you're so right. Because you're so wrong. No, the Broncos went seven and one when he was a starter, and then everyone's like, "No, he sucks." Yeah, ass. it sucks. Oh, yeah. does winning games suck ass, yeah. Tyler? <laughs> yes, because you're a Cowboys it's, fan. It, for you, it does. Yeah. Nice for shot, you, dude. It does. But it really doesn't make sense because he couldn't even get a backup role. It's like, why would he not be a backup quarterback on a team? It's like, yes, maybe you don't think his skills are like the nece- the necessities of like an elite NFL quarterback, but the dude just went seven and one and won a playoff you, game. You it's like, why would you tell me he can't beat Chase Daniel? You tell me he can't do what Chase Daniel does? Exactly. I agree. He won a playoff game. He won a playoff game. I mean, like, what do you want? There are so many fucking backup quarterbacks in the NFL that make millions year over year, and I'm like, these guys bring nothing to the table. Like, why would you not bring someone like Tebow? Late at night thinking of this, Kyle, because it's such a sweet spot. 31 or 32. The guy who single-handedly killed Tim Tebow's NFL career, and this is going to make no sense at first, it's Ronnie Brown. Because if you remember, Ronnie Brown out of Auburn was drafted by the Dolphins, was the architect of like the Wildcats first. Mm-hmm. Same backfield as Cadillac Williams. Yeah. What? Same backfield. Yeah. As oh, Cadillac. one of the best. Carnell college, Cadillac Williams. One of the who went to the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. And and one of the best back. R.I.P. Maybe actually for no. Cadillac. Oh, too soon, dude. Too soon. Maybe we'll check on know. it. Wikipedia. Hello. R.I.P. Just in case, you know. But even if he's alive, you know, R.I.P. Dude. Like, hey, Connor. R.I.P. Dude. Like, just in case, you know. Dude, I have to drive home still. That's <laughs> fucked up. Anyway, uh, Ronnie Brown, Wildcat, they tried to make it their full offense, and it didn't work. Well, guess what? He's a fucking running back. So then Tim Tebow comes along, and they're like, well, that's not going to work anymore. He goes 7-1, and one, basically using the same offense, but everyone's like, it's a throw-the-ball league yeah. because it didn't work this one time with the Dolphins using two fucking running backs. 
I, I don't know. I'm still no, hurt. Cadillac, Cadillac Williams is alive. That's <laughs> good to hear. That good. is actually good. really good news. <laughs> really good. <laughs> LIP. Corey, I can't believe you thought he died. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to Tyler. <laughs> I'm glad you got preliminary. I'm, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm glad you got the rest you needed spiritually, Corey. But he's that man's alive. Let's go to Tyler. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with a guy that I probably most of us like in this room again. Debatable. Absolute gunslinger, wore the number nine, is so an debatable. incredible TV analyst, carried the Cowboys for a lot, of, a lot of years for um, some good, fun, entertaining football games that never ended in a Super Bowl, but that's okay. Eight, Not eight. everyone can win Super Bowls, Connor. Tony Romo. Not everyone can field PAT. Yeah, yeah PAT. One time. Good. It was one well, PAT. Yeah, the start know, of his tough. career was really kind of the allusion to what his career ended up being yeah. was like i'm the guy who will get you to the extra point to tie the game but i'm gonna fuck it up yeah i am gonna fuck it up seen better hands on a snake without yeah one. that's <laughs> a good point um, there Rock. connor i'm sorry that you don't have an alliance to a team and you don't want to feel pain <laughs> and you were just a non-existent fan during that time then all of a sudden you just see that's the thing about some... you cowboy fans like me being a browns fan to no, 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 no 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 don't even let him talk don't even let him talk don't even let him talk Talk over him, talk over him, talk over him. After you just being can't let it happen. from you a desolate it group itself. It's fine. I mean, the no, fact everyone that knows. It's so. We everyone knows. Just as much playoff success, actually more, than the Cowboys since that time. It shows. Your jealousy shows. I feel, for, I feel for him. Because he doesn't have too. to, like, even though the most painful moments in sports hurt so bad, like Falcons 28-3, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it hurts so bad. At least I can You're go there. to sleep at night You're knowing, there. like, you You're... know what? I'm loyal. Yes. I'm there. It fucking sucks. When, it we, win, it, when feels... we win a Super Bowl, it'll feel that much yep. better. Yep. I, I can relate like being a Jets fan. Yeah, see? You, you know. get it. You go hey. through the ups and downs, yep. baby. Connor just picks into You ride that roller coaster. It feels like you're treating me as less because our franchise has been down for so long. I say R as the Cleveland Browns. Um, Hour. But it doesn't really make sense because, if anything, I've dealt with the most downs throughout this mm -hmm. stretch. We're going to totally. disagree. Yeah. I'm being attacked. Thank you for your sacrifice, Connor. Thank yeah. you. Corey, Cor thank you. It's about time Corey you got out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's not actually a fucking pity party, dude. Okay. So we're going to get to the Blazers and Connor. cry our hearts <laughs> out. Or what? All right, Blazer talk. Let's talk about yeah. the Blazers. And, and one more time, for Corey's sake, R.I.P. Cadillac Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Right along. Dude, Where's the video when you, you need it? You said what you said. You said <laughs> Wait, this podcast is a no replay podcast. For we we, we let anything. the human error factor play into yeah. this podcast. This and you made a big blunder with that one. I hate it, and, it's history. I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> Let's talk about I the personally love Cadillac like Williams. Yeah, and I'm glad he's alive. Me too. That's oh my God. I, the thing is, I just didn't expect you to root for him not to be alive. And that's when it crossed the line. You went to church this morning, sir. You're disgusting. You're going to have to go you're get getting ugly. You're getting ugly, okay. and I don't appreciate it. Okay, I'm getting ugly. Um, let's move to Blazer Talk. It was <laughs> it's been a roller coaster. You're talking about getting ugly. Of emotions, seriously. Yeah. You want to host? No. That's let's, a great let's transition. Get ugly. You're just welcome. wondering. Yeah, hey. I mean, how about, how about we get ugly? Let's get ugly. Okay, let's dive right into it. Boys, it's been a lot of pain. Let's start off by saying, yes, the Blazers have won their last three. So we are recovering. We're in recovery, mm -hmm. but we need to go and recap those dark times we just went through. Uh, Corey, you look like you've got a lot on the brain. Yeah. Do you want to start us off here? And maybe to give you a prompt, but then go with it as you please. Yeah. Your biggest takeaway during that dark, dark stretch. I'm talking uh, about the 10 games where, it was, I mean, we all know what I'm talking about. Where I, felt, where I felt, yeah, where I felt frustrated, um, I guess, which 
it was almost an unrecognizable Blazers team in terms of, and I saw this word was thrown around, uh, was joyless in terms of how they played. And like, there was guy, it wasn't like they didn't try because there was definitely spurts of like enthusiastic play and effort and, and try and like desperation, but it just was so clearly like one guy on a possession or a two minute stretch. And then they, and then the other team would pull away. Like Dame, I think said this was before the, the skid, but teams put us away. We don't put teams away. Like, you know, Boston, uh, Memphis, a, a bunch of those teams who just beat our ass, like, they put us away. They put us in their pocket, mm-hmm. and they said, game, mm-hmm. with, like, eight minutes to go in the fourth, if right. that, yeah. if not more. And that's where I felt like this is not like the Blazers that I recognize over the years where things get hard and we get tougher. Mm-hmm. Like, they they rise to the challenge. It just became like a, well, I guess we're done. Like, ten minutes left yeah. in the fourth, mm-hmm. and it uh, looks like, you know, and, and it's not, it was like, it just felt like there was just so much disconnection between coaches, players, 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 like everybody just seemed like they were on an island. Yeah. You know, so that that's what I took away from that kind of skill. Well, I mean, there's so many times like that you you're watching and you see just Nurk like not that it was Nurk every time, but like mm-hmm. Nurk looking back at the basket and Melo looking back at the basket and the opposing team going in for a land and like yeah. both of them like what, what just yeah. happened? Yeah. Big palms up, guys. So I don't. It, I I would say miscommunication is a good word, yeah. or, or lack of communication. Lack is what of communication. I, was I I don't think it was an effort thing, no. and I don't ever think it is with this Blazer team. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we always want to blame the defense, right? Because the defense has been bad for a while. Historically, historically bad. bad. And yeah. we third third worst third, in NBA history. NBA I just saw on yeah. Stat News. Yes. 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 So. I don't know. Is that communication? Like, and if that's communication, then where does that blame fall? Like, well, obviously, some of it on the players, but then like coaching staff. Like, so let me swing that question over to you, Ruck. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk on Blazers Twitter about Terry Stotts. I yeah. mean, and this this is something we're used to. This is Portland in general. We talk about yep. the coaches every time. Terry's lasted a long time in in Blazers yeah. history. He's up there in our coaches. Yeah, I was gonna say second or third. In second wins. or third in wins. Yeah. I, that's exactly what I was but, thinking. Yeah. I was thinking third, but. Yeah. Where do you think the blame does fall on defense? I know we were kind of discussing it before the pod, so just go ahead and voice some of like your reactions towards that side of the ball as well as, again, your kind of takeaways and frustrations during that skid. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think, like you guys mentioned, defense has always been kind of a crutch of ours, and, you know, it's just tough because at the end of the day, the players are the ones on the court, and, you know, Terry can only do so much to say, hey, guys, move your feet, rebound, mm-hmm. you know, and put in implement you know his game plan but the players are end of the day responsible to go out and execute and you know i think it's just more of overarching the trend of the nba is you know score more points than the other guys and who cares about playing defense Mm -hmm. and you know end of the day like a lot of times defense is a effort thing and you know i think somebody who exemplifies that great is ennis you know dude is a rebounding Mm -hmm. machine and Mm -hmm. 90% 90% of rebounding is energy and effort. Yeah. Like, you got to want to do it. Every like shot, he's in going. there. Every yeah. single shot, he's yeah. in there somewhere. Absolutely. You know? yeah. 30-board game? Yeah. 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 That was nuts. That Just, was... like, incredible. Yeah. yeah. But, think... you know, as much as I love CJ and Dame, there's a lot of times I'm like, God damn, guys, like, go run in for rebound or go box your guy out or, you know, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So, and, like and... I said, end of the day, energy and effort, you can only give Terry so much blame. But, you know, when it's just a consistent thing, it's like, Okay, Terry, like, right. we got to try something else here. Right, you know? and that's a good point. And, Kyle, what I wanted to ask you then is, 
this was another team where we made a decent amount of change-ups in the offseason coming into the year to try to give the, the squad a new look. It was billed as a big defensive improvement, right? We got the wings we wanted. We got Derek Jones Jr. kind of as the one that always comes to my mind first, is like long, lanky wing, known for athleticism, maybe some defense here and there, obviously. And then Rocco. I Rocco. mean, obviously, yeah, Rocco's yeah. been awesome. pretty great. Yeah. But I just want to know, did we... Portlandify this roster again like we did last year with Hassan Whiteside where are we expecting them to be a top tier defense when in actuality if I'm living in Milwaukee rooting for the Bucks I'm looking at our squad being like you know that's a guy that backed up you know or was the ninth man on Miami last year yes I went to the finals but I'm just saying like is there an over expectation and now we're realizing maybe those pieces weren't right or is it schematic effort where do you see kind of that blame lying to tyler's question and then just kind of want to dive into did we trick ourselves again which we're going to do every year because yep. we're always going to root for the best yeah. and think we're a championship contender Absolutely. especially while we have dame cj and nurk you yeah. know like a good yeah. core mm-hmm. three so i think it depends on who you're talking to and what their true expectations were because like if i'm talking about myself my expectations were not this Blazer team to be a top 10 defense. What I will say is my expectations were this Blazer team to be an improved defense. Like, what about 15? And we have, yeah, well, exactly. Right. What about, I'm like, tr- in between wrong. 15 and 20? You know what I mean? And, and I do think that... I don't think we tricked ourselves in thinking that Derek Show Jr. and Robert Covington should make our defense a lot better than it has been historically, and it hasn't. And I think one thing that's really odd to me, and maybe this is just because it's situational and it's, like, at the end of the game, but the Blazers have won... I can recall like probably four to six games this year with getting a stop on yep. defense. Yep. Rocco in particular has had a few different plays. You've been tracking this. I I've been tracking the Rocco counter. I think it's the, at yes. like four or five yeah. where like he has literally been the guy on ball defending the game winning shot. Earlier in the and year. so to me, it's like, I feel like if you're able to defend well enough in those game winning situations, it seems odd to me that that wouldn't be applied throughout the rest of the game. And I'm not saying like, I obviously like that's after a timeout, you're able to like set your defense have a game plan for that specific possession. So I know it's a little bit different, but at the same time, it's like, I do feel like you've evidenced that like, Hey, when we need to get a stop, we can do it. So it's like, why don't we do that in the third quarter when the team's on an eight Oh run? Why aren't we like, okay guys, we need to get a fucking stop right here and like go on our own run because we've lost so many games this year where we're down by 20 and and it's in the third quarter. It's like, what are we doing? Like we can get a stop when we need to. We've shown it. Why don't we do it? And Tyler, can I swing this one to you and and pose it this way in terms of, could it be somewhat of a, a two-part explanation here, and then I just want your thoughts, but much how we rely on Dame or CJ to ignite basically all of the offense or be the leader on that side of the ball, mm-hmm. we're looking to those same guys to do it on defense when statistically they're not great defenders, as well as the fact then we don't really have Rocco, great defender, not super vocal, it doesn't seem, in terms of leadership. And frankly, not great on ball. Right, and Nurk himself not a great defender, we need him to be a great defender type mm-hmm. of thing. Do we not have that pillar on defense that we can like lean to? When Kyle's talking about these eight points, who in the huddle saying we need a fucking stop, but then is also able to go lock it go down? Go do it. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. like Dame's saying it. We, we know he is. And we, we know don't. he's given full effort because Dame rolls only one way and that's 110 all the time. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I don't think we have that guy at all. And the reason I say that is because... Is that the problem? It, I, it might be the problem. It might be. I think more of the problem comes from I don't see us ever making adjustments. Terry mm-hmm. has his game plan and his coaching staff have their... And they stick to it. And we don't ever make 
it, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe they do and I just don't see it, but nothing ever uh, is adjustment enough to where it's like visibly like, oh my God, look what we did. We actually changed this movement on our defense and mm -hmm. then everything changes. Like, we're, we're, he sticks to his plan to the point where he's just like plugging in different guys like Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Then we got Norman Powell. And now he's starting. We have the three-guard lineup. And, and now Derek Jones Jr. doesn't even see the see the court. Yeah, random. And, and that's... um And that's... It's just he's sticking to his game plan. We're not making adjustments. He'll toss and, in his zone like every. And so often. But that doesn't work. Like the one thing I always bring up, and I don't even know if it's right or not, is like, can we hedge a screen one time? Because <laughs> if our big man would hedge the screen, force the ball to the guy dribbling the ball to at least pause for a yeah. second, so that the guard chase. can swing yeah. back around we and chase our every big time. guy. Where, what? What about that? Yeah. Like that would to me would be an adjustment. I've never seen Damon CJ not just follow the guy around the screen. Yes. I've never and seen so, them like, like that, do something different. And that's what you brought up before. Is and that, now that well, we yeah. always follow. I mean, and I don't know if that's like the the best thing to do. Like maybe they see something that we don't see as fans, where it's like this right. is actually the best way to defend it. And you know, if we did it any other way, it would be worse. But it does seem odd that it's, like and it's not game if, after game, it's the yeah. same. It's not because Derek Jones Jr. is playing bad. I think, and a lot of it has to do with like getting lucky in certain situations and guys yeah. not hitting shots and then yeah. Rondé Hollis Jefferson's on the court and it's like, oh, he fucking did it. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't think it's, it's we're, we're just not making enough adjustments in I, my opinion. I do want to give credit because Norman Powell, I think, Love him. I forgot, like literally until you said his name, I was like, I think, I think honestly, that's a guy who can make a stop. Yeah. Who I would be like, that's a good point. If, if, if we get down to a last possession and, you know, whoever has the ball up front and we're like, who do I want guarding him? It's either Rocco or Norman. And like those two guys, Rocco is so good off ball. Like, he is really. Yeah. I would argue maybe the best off ball defender yeah. in the defender, league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's not as strong on ball, but he's not bad. Yeah. Like those two guys are ones I look at, mask. but it's like, yeah, and it is this is like something that I I so remember like from my playing days. Like, don't run into the screen. Damon CJ, love them. Yes, they fucking run into the screen yes. all the Every, time, all game, the all entire game. game. And yeah. to to that point, I'm trying not to throw stones or anything, but it is the easiest way to play defense is just to kind of be like, ah, I got picked, let me follow it. Yep. Like we've all done it in pickups, yep. right? When you're tired, yeah. you follow screens yeah. over the top, yeah. right? I mean, that's what you do. Instead and of it, fighting through the well, bottom yeah. and getting up on it. And them, I'm not yeah. saying that they're not tired because they're not carrying the offense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're two of yeah, the best yeah. scorers in the NBA. Absolutely. So for sure. I'm not, again, it's hard not to throw stones, but at the same time, you're right. It's tough when that's kind of the strategy. And so, Ruck, I want to go back to you because right now the Blazers currently sit seventh. 35 and 28 in eighth is the Grizzlies at 32 and 31. So we have a three game lead on the Grizzlies and we're only one game back of the Lakers for sixth, as well as the Mavericks who are, they're tied for fifth okay. or fifth like and sixth. Half game so, back or something. Yeah. Okay. And I just looked it up because I'm still foggy on why the standings are marked six through nine. It's yeah. only seven and eight are playing the play in again. Yeah. Huh. So I don't know why that's been weirdly yeah. marked or, or I'm just reading the wrong thing, but Big I think six, it's nine, just guys, seven and eight again. Nice. Same as last year. Right now we're looking at a rematch with Memphis. Memphis also just beat us twice. Yeah. Um, during that, we beat them once. Blazers have <laughs> have have won three in a row as well. So, Ruck, what I just want to know is kind of where you feel like after this current three game win streak on the Blazers. Obviously, we just talked about the roller coaster of the downside. Sure. Are we on the upside, or are the worries pretty consistent to what we just outlined going into this? And do you think a play in game maybe isn't helpful, but is kind of just something you're accepting as the fate at this point? Yeah, no, I think it's a combo of things. You know, it's a nice three-game snapshot. But I think also, given this whole year, us navigating injuries and, you know, different rotations, you know, we're just 
kind of finding our flying formation, so to speak. True. But, That's a good know, point as well. But, you know, I think... New lineups were in play these I'm, last I'm glad we're putting games. it together down the stretch versus, you know, hey, we just rode a 10-game winning streak, and now we're starting to lose towards the end of the season. So I'm glad it's this way, I guess. Um, and I think end of the day, we're all hopeful, hey, let's not be a plan. Let's get a little bit of rest, you know, get our guys charged up and, you know, try to save our our juice but end of the day you know i i think as long as we get in we get in and we can make some noise mm-hmm. a good yeah. point there and, and I, I have a question go ahead do you think the blazers would benefit from getting a super heavily defensive minded coach in play because of our our players being so gifted on offense that they don't really need that much like just give them set damas screen you know get a little bit of movement going on and that's another thing i like have a complaint about is our offense is super stagnant. We don't ever move the ball. If Dame and CJ aren't cashing in their shots, then we're pretty much screwed. Yeah. Um, and all, and I mean, I don't know if that's a lot with like Nurk getting his feet back on the rim yes. because once he gets his feet huge back on him, that's a huge Nurk. thing for us, you know. Um, but what do you guys think if we had like, I mean, a, the old Blazer coach Nate McMillan, you know, like or some <laughs> a defensive coach? Well, where that's I, the exact opposite. That is, that is the, the exact yeah. opposite. Yeah. Slow it all the way down. Hated that. So. I that, remember Brandon. Ahead, it was literally hold the ball till eighteen seconds, then right. give it to Brandon Roy. But right. I'm sure he, he, there would be obviously a few adjustments, yeah. like into today's yeah. NBA. Yeah. But I'll say this though: like the last three games, obviously they've been on an upswing, and that has been hugely due to Nurk getting the yeah. ball in the high post and the uh-huh. movement off that that we get. Yes. Like when we got Terry, he was fresh off of uh, Dallas, mm-hmm. like and coaching uh, Dirk. Yeah. Like coaching a, a bit a stretch four, stretch five guy who operates out of that high post position. Like that's where he's good, mm-hmm. and that's why Terry. You and see then Terry him. Terry got LA. You, yeah, and he gets LA, and you, mm-hmm. you, that's why you see him deflect a lot. To like even when we're in a rough patch, like well, you know Nurk. Nurk's hurt, and that's at the center of a lot. Like that's where he knows how to capitalize true. on a lot of yeah. these things. And Whoa. when when Nurk operates well, we are so good mm-hmm. and so dynamic because he's a good passer. And when he makes good decisions, sometimes he obviously ha- he's not perfect. Yeah. But it's not just scoring; it's passing, it's screening, it's movement mm-hmm. off the ball. It frees up Dame to move without yep. CJ. Also, like those guys are good, and they can get us so far in one-on-one basketball. But the high post position in Terry's offense is so critical. It is. Well, right. yeah. If you want to make an easy comparison that people are making all the time anyway, take Draymond off the Warriors, right? Yeah. It's yep. the same exact position because I don't know if you guys saw the Twitter pass last night where he threw it before Steph was even looking <laughs> for a three that then Steph being Steph cashed yeah. without breathing. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dame could have... And should have done the same thing in the spot. But, like, if you don't have the post that's seeing that throw in the pass, and, like, there's no other, like, you're not giving it to Roko or DJJ either at yeah, the high post, right? No. So, and Ennis isn't that guy either. Like, yeah. another historic yeah, offense definitely. was um, the Warriors when they had Chris Weber and Chris Mullen and mm-hmm. um, I think Tim Hardaway Sr. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And the, what they would do is they'd pass it to Chris Weber in the, at the free throw line he would turn. The two guards would do whatever get they want. Get some action. Get some action going. And if they're open, he's a great passer. So he'd get it was that him. flex not, offense, wasn't exactly. it? Exactly. It's yes. kind of the same idea. So I, it is a good point that like the other the other question I want to ask. Um, I think we should probably go to Kyle. I haven't heard from you here. Is the would you really want to trade Terry Stotts for Nate McMillan? Because what we're talking about is now you just start bitching about offense instead of defense. So sure. you tell me, which one do sure. you want to do? Because I think that it, when it comes to me, it's like the roster's the roster. So that's I lean more that way, and I'm not really defending Terry, but I am kind of in a subconscious way. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's definitely not all on Terry. Right. I, so I'm saying yeah. I personally would be 
I, I, I'm already going bald. I would be bald at this point if we were a Watching defensive team scoring 80 points a game. Yeah. I would be hurt because mm-hmm. I've seen Raymond Felton play point guard. I don't need oh, to do it again. Yeah, no. do it again. PTSD. It was an easy shot. PTSD. It was an easy <laughs> shot. He's just No, I mean, I'm on... I'll, I'll defend Terry. You know, like, I've defended him throughout the years. And do I get frustrated at times when we go on our losing streaks and buy into the fire Terry a little bit? Um, and I do think it's something to be considered. You know what I mean? Like, I... I'm not saying Nate McMillan is the answer, but there are other coaches that yeah. could maybe be could True. maybe provide some assistance. That's yeah, a good and point. so I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I'm I don't not against changing it up either. I'm just. Saying I mean, it just yeah. seems like People we need are so a little Febreze. We need a little freshness and yeah. everything yeah. going on. We and only it's, have so and many chances. We, and he tried left. to do that by our rosters constantly changing year over year. Yeah, yeah, it's not our main stars, but the role players around our guys are changing. So. That's fresh or whatever. Yeah. That's new, and not, not, that's not necessarily working. So maybe a new voice. Yeah. I don't know. I do wish Terry would, and I don't mean to like somewhat change topics here back to the offense, but like every game I watch nowadays, like I love Melo, and I think he's been playing really well for us in certain games, but I cannot stand when our offense is everyone get out of the way and let Melo operate on the – because like, yes, Which is the only one out of operates. five games, he drops 23 – and shoots what like you know ten of twelve or something Vintage like that, and it's metal. like oh this is great. But the other three games he's not, yeah. and it's just like our whole offense just becomes super stagnant. And you keep going to it, no more. It, it keeps going to him, and it's just like dude, I kind of wish like you know the mellow that seems like he's bought into the culture would be like okay, like we're not gonna just like you know run your offense, we're gonna run our offense, and you're gonna adapt to it because. He is a spot up shooter. Like he can make threes when he oh, just yeah. spots up. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not like he can't be effective when he's not playing his offense. So it is a little annoying to like consistently watch game over game. Our whole our, the whole time the second unit's on the floor is like mellow yeah. time. You know what I mean? I'm tired of hearing Terry yell out five, four from the, I know. from it's, the sidelines yeah. because Jesus. okay we're Here down. Comes the mellow thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. get a, and it, There was a game a was a, shot versus a shot the Memphis violation. Game. There was a. Re- uh, one of the recent games that we just played, I'm blanking on it. Right? Oh, the Brooklyn game. Mello, like in the first half, was like going off or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, like 12 in a row. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like this is great, but I feel like he does not do this every game. So yeah. it's like the fact that we just oh, keep going back to it. It's definitely a 50 50. You get yeah. on fire or you get like kill your off. Because like he like, would take mm-hmm. the fadeaway shot on the baseline. <laughs> it's true. And like the whole time I'm like, oh, God damn it. And then it goes in and you're like, okay, like great. But it's like I still didn't really love that possession. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it was very stagnant. <laughs> All right, Corey, wrap us up here on uh, how you're feeling about Zers going into the postseason so i am feeling very optimistic what's new um <laughs> go Blazers. No, we need that i mean we're we winning the championship yeah, or, or, the, and yeah. also go ahead tell us how you're feeling then let's i'm not gonna end it yet let's mm-hmm. dive into blazers twitter a little bit oh, because fuck. i know this has been so <laughs> we're all at least following if not <clears throat> very active Corey. yeah but the uh, the, uh okay. honestly i love you for that too thank you please keep tweeting. so I'll, I'll start by saying i'm optimistic about the blazers i love where they're headed i think they're getting healthy and finding their flying formation i like that phrase at the right time but like I, I think things are coming together because this is typically like in the past sometimes we've gone on like a little like 10 game win streak and then this point that we're at right now they actually kind of limp in agreed I so we're, we're actually kind of earlier right right so like we're hitting the limp early almost uh, as it were anyways so like Tyler that's good. His ED battle. I'm excited. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't want to talk about ED. <laughs> Anyways, got it. Yeah, hit on well. that topic. It works. <laughs> Just ask. Uh, so you know, this show brought to you by. Yeah. Bye, Blazers Twitter lately has been, and so we're clear. I'm not talking about the Bla- the Trailblazers Twitter account, which is phenomenal. I'm talking about 
fans and fan accounts and everything like that Fake have, fans. have been yeah in fucking sufferable like you can't you can't criticize dots you can't criticize the players you can't get upset because you're a fake fan because apparently you've never lived through a losing streak so you're not allowed to be critical of the team or coaching or anything like that and you hate dame if you say you know hey he doesn't look good tonight or you hate nurk and you want to trade him it's like dude there's a a balance between saying fire stots i hate him and saying man i'd really like him to make an adjustment here like yes people act <laughs> like it's just one or the other and it's become Agreed. so insufferable yeah. that like people act like if you have a take that it's like oh so you're just not a real fan go go root for the lakers well, it's then zero to a hundred yeah. so ridiculous you'll say one thing and the next thing they're like i'm gonna kill you yeah, yeah. and it, it's like man I, I i'd like to see us make adjustments on defense i like the guys we have i think they're capable of doing it you almost have to preface everything with like yeah. i'm not being a dick here i just want us yeah. to like play a little i don't defense. need to be <laughs> conditional. <laughs> like, yeah i don't need to be conditional in my blazer takes like for and, god's sakes his twitter chill the fuck out and like it's half and half on blazer's twitter it's just you can't have a take anymore because you'll get like thrown to the wolves on one side or the other it's just yes. ridiculous dude and Ruck, where I want to ask you about that is like, where do you think that, do you think that stems from the fact that the Blazers obviously have won championships? So we all haven't experienced really that, that peak success, <laughs> you know, in our lifetime. So we're rabid. Sure, right? sure. Along with the Foamy. fact that we're also a smaller market. So yeah. everything seems to be more personal, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not like we're, you know, some fucking front running franchise like Dallas, you know, or something <laughs> like that, where we're just like, we know we're always going to be guy. there. We know we always have the revenue with our billionaire tycoon. Be tycoon loyal one life. time in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh, yeah, because you grew up there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of Tyler, <laughs> Texas? <laughs> like, like, I do remember you getting the fifth grade project. Tyler, Texas, Tyler, Texas. And the like, yeah, of course. We're going too deep down the rabbit hole for this podcast, but does that does that stem from kind of those factors or is it really just like maybe our media is just pretty toxic maybe we're mini new york city without the success unfortunately no i think it's a whole that 2021 say. you know political climate you can't say anything without you know ruffling That's some fair. feathers but it's also twofold with portland just you know foaming at the mouth for a championship a winning team Blazers being the main show in town, you know, no disrespect to the Timbers or, you know, but any, you see it with or their the Thorns, fan base but, too. They foam at the mouth yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it, to your point, I yeah. think it's kind of a poor, you know, small, I'd call it a smaller market thing yeah. if you have the interest to keep the team there. Obviously. No, definitely. And I think, you know, it may be a little small man syndrome of definitely sorts, you know, is, hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're a small market team, but hey, we can compete with the best of yeah. them and always punching up. And just, you know, the expectation has been set going to the playoffs the last few years, you know, making some noise, getting to the, you know, conference finals. For those of us that remember, you know, 2000, it's like, damn, you know, we were that close. Then I think we had the, the biggest payroll in the league. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you know, we've, we've kind of tried both sides. Yeah. But, you know, I think... It's just an expectation of, hey, we're Portland. We've made some noise. Let's I mean, get o- is, let's get over the hump. It, you know? it like is like the culture. It like right. We plan our weekends around when we're gonna watch playoff games together. And like, I, not that the New Yorks and the Cali the Cali teams don't. But it's all we got, so you know that the whole city is watching. Well, they got yeah. the fucking Islanders and Knicks playing Every, at the same time. Exactly. Like, we get yeah, one yeah, option. Yeah. We got one <laughs> option. So like two maybe if you're if you are yeah, watching yeah, yeah. Timbers. But yeah, I mean, we're just, we're R-T-C-I-D. fucking crazy. We're, we're crazy. Yeah. Um, so Kyle, on that same note, where I wanted to go next is that, do you think it's also kind of stems from the fan base knowing 
these things for our market don't last. Like Damian Lillard, that doesn't last, right? We we had the Jailblazers, and everyone. I think we're all old enough to remember that turned south very quickly. And then you go through those three years where you're like Orlando, just the trash. Magic have been the if last not couple years. More so hopeless. Just yes. like you're just like the best case you're rooting for is like we could steal the eight seed. Well, then and you, then get swept. And it's then you like, get your guy, and then you still have to like wait multiple years after that to get players around right guy. and so that's that point being that damian lillard and like it's this, now or not well and, and since brandon roy really honestly we've been mm-hmm. lucky enough to always kind of be in in the mix at least to the mid-tier level mm-hmm. and i think that's something that has now started to garner some respect with the blazers making the playoffs quite often i think a lot of the analysts and stuff they give us our praise for being that mid-tier good team mm-hmm. similar to we are the west coast raptors to be honest mm-hmm. but like so Kyle, I guess does this also the rabidness stem from we know this is a limited time, so if things aren't going well, let's make the change fucking now because in five more years, Dame's probably gone, CJ's probably gone, and we might be in a ditch. I think like, five is generous, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I don't know what their contracts are. I can't remember the exact. No, but dates, that's but right. Like, it could be generous. That's generous. You yeah. know what I mean? And I I don't think Dame would being be like antsy at this point seven. is yeah. a bad thing, in my opinion. At least it's like. How old is Dame now? 31, something like that. 31 So it's like, in reality, like, I think you were the one that said the stat where it's like after age 30, it's like statistically, 32, 32, statistically, you go down quickly. Statistically, usually. But that being said, the all-timers tend to go a little longer in Dame's all-timer. We're not going to allow it. So I don't think that it's bad to to be antsy. I I mean, obviously it has its its downsides and its positives, but I mean... Dame's 30. Dame's oh, 30. Okay, so better. yeah, so he's, he's, in the bubble last year. he's still got better. some, you know, definitely some elite years in front of him. Yeah. And I think to, to, to want our team to be the best that it, it can be while we have him is, you know, it's Considering a good thing. all options. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it is hilarious that it only matters what age Dame is. Like, <laughs> that's all yeah. we're worried about well, right now. Well, he's, he's, he's a superstar, he's, yeah. He's quite legitimately, like... Him, Clyde Drexler, Shaq, on and the, then Brandon Roy because we're softies. But like everyone's saying, he's a top really five him, Bill Walton, right and Clyde Drexler are by far the three best players. <laughs> oh, don't, Dame don't, ha- or Shaq had take quit. Shaq had him at four. <laughs> Fourth best player don't get Connor right started now. on Shaq's takes. No, Shaq is a clown, dude. <laughs> the fact that he gets employed for his takes is. Re- and Kyle, Kyle talked me off the ledge. He's there for entertainment. I'm now. Like, yeah. Yeah. His takes should not be considered seriously. I mean, Fourth is pretty Shaq's good. Take. I feel like. Yeah. The thing is, though, and I don't mean to open another can of worms, and we don't have to get into it if we don't want to, but, like, the question is always going to be, and Tyler and I were talking about this last night, is, like, 20 years from now, the, there is we're still going to be talking if the should the Blazers have traded CJ McCollum right, and yeah. tried something different that it's way. Because paradox. even if you don't get something as good as CJ, but you get something that's still valuable at a different position, would this team be better? I'll always look back in Kevin 20 Lowe. years and compare Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon to CJ that, McCollum because that's the <laughs> trade I heard for three years straight. Yeah. It yeah. never happened. But I'm always going to look back and be like, what if? Worked, yeah. you know, like, what if? Okay, so let's let's go ahead and wrap it up here with the uh, Chris Haynes article, which I actually yeah. missed myself, but apparently it's concerning. So I don't mm-hmm. like that. Who wants to give the breakdown? I know Kyle or uh, Corey and Tyler were kind yeah, of Yeah, so the the rough synopsis of it is that Dame has been has given his everything, been a consummate pro, been, you know, a leader of the franchise. Battling through injuries. A leader in the community, battled through injuries, g- given his everything to the franchise that has not reciprocated, in Chris Haynes' mind, uh, the same level of commitment and loyalty, which 
It's a lot of money in there, yeah. though. Which I'm not sure, like, it's accurate, but that was the, the point of the article. Like the point of the article, yeah. Enough, well, or... he noted all the, like, first round, second round losses. Like, they, and, like, the... They're mainly like the... just a tune-up for the, comp- like, the yeah. real teams. And the free agent signings that really, like, weren't help and were just kind of window dressing to help Neil Olshay keep his job, but they didn't actually help Dame. And saying, basically, wow, you signed Hassan Whiteside, Mario Hazonia, like... And Anthony Tolliver, like, nice job. Great great big help for... Like, Jason Quick had a tweet saying, like, really got to praise Neil after, like, what he yeah. did with his... La- talking about last year's free agent signings, like Kent Bazemore and Rodney Hood and... Right. Um, so that, that was kind of the crux of the article. Okay. Um, and also saying that, like, Terry's done after this year. Yeah. Yeah, and also saying that Terry's, like, pretty much just, like, going to coach out his time and then likely be fired. Uh, yeah, which might be true. Might yeah, be true. I mean, not, might be yeah. probably not. Sure. Too far off base. So that yeah, that's the crux of the article. I'll let Kyle talk about the, the is response. It Dwight James asked Dame right if yeah. he had something yeah. to do with it, Ty or something. Yeah, like that Dame refuted or refuted it, mm-hmm. saying he didn't and he knew that that was going to cause an issue. And he kind of had a problem with Haynes writing the article, but he was like he was just doing his job. Like he's a he's a writer. Well, um, Haynes has always been tight with CJ and, and, and Dame, yeah. but and, he's yeah. also crossed line. He's praised them before and hated on them before. Yeah, so yeah but me if I'm wrong, but Dame, like, said he had nothing to do with the article, but, like, didn't really dispute Agreed. any yeah. of its content. He it was it yeah. classic Dame. Like, he, he walked that line perfectly. He yeah. did. It you was know? perfect. Like, Basically saying, like, those kinda. conversations have been had, but it's, like... He was saying that... At a personal enough... Like, he has a good enough relationship yeah. with Terry. He go talk to Neil. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's hidden yeah. in the franchise, right. basically. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the whole article and the, the follow-up afterwards, I think in terms of the response, I think are, like, almost a good thing in that Dame even said after, I think, the second win of this current three-game win streak is that, like, we can't afraid to be desperate. Like, we can't be afraid to be too cool to try hard during the regular season and, like, right. win games and, like, play out of our asses because, like, this is basically playoffs now. Right. And I totally agree. Like, it's like the I, bubble again, kind it's, of. It's, really, the negative, yeah. it's the negative thing about having a lot of veteran guys. Like, Rocco is not new to the league. Nurk, Dame, CJ, uh, Derek Jones... All of them have been in Norm, the league. They've all been in the league. We're not talking about young, hungry guys who are just bright-eyed and, you know. Gary Trent. Yeah, to Gary Trent. Better. Exactly, yeah. Who will just absolutely put it on the line every night. Like They can kind of fall Playing into a lull. for a career still, yeah. kind yeah. of. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Which I get, but like I, I kind of like the little bit of edge, because especially, I think, as a team, when you get the media against you, you can have that, like, hey, Fuck you. nobody's buying us. Nobody's buying in on us right now. It's us. It's us, and all we got in this room is all we have and all we need. Right. So I think it's kind of a good thing. Right. You know, and the way they handled it, it didn't get spiraled out of control. And more than anything, we won. Right. So. (laughs) And I guess my biggest question, because I'm just now, I didn't see the article. I'm I'm just curious. I need to see before I get like too worked up one way or the other. Show me what the alternate options were. Yeah. As the GM of the place. I totally agree. Here's the thing. We're never working with a ton of cap. 2016, that one can he be f- disputed. Fucked yeah, us. totally, yeah. totally. And we're it still was paying a bad, Andrew it was, Nicholson like yeah. three million. It was a, that that is the outlier year in my right. opinion. It's like so it was a shit year. Everyone did, knows, and it. it did lock us in to like basically three to four years of dealing with those. So yeah. if you want to pin it all on that, and you show me a better outline without complete context of this guy at his best season in 2017 out of nowhere, you know, something yeah. like that. Show me the better team and roster, and then I'll be like, okay, fair. We didn't take risks when we needed to. Like, mm-hmm. show me what that looks like, because everyone always says this, and I don't disagree per se, but I'm always like, well, at the time, I remember being like, we actually worked pretty good with what we had. Right. Yeah. And even with, even with, and I ended up being a huge hater, to be honest, but Hassan Whiteside, I was like, eh, it's what we had. I mean, we, we tried to work something new, mm-hmm. and yeah. it didn't work. But, like, so what was the better option? Like, 
You wanted what, like Boban and someone like that? Like yeah, yeah. and there's also ridiculous takes too. That they're like, oh, yeah. they should have got this guy. It's like I guarantee you that was never an option. We're never, like, yeah. the, the, why the, don't we just sign Blake Griffin? Like, yeah, that's well, what? that was that was one for a while. I know, and it would have been his Detroit years where he was injured and not. Injured, yeah. Yeah. And sure, maybe he's better with us. Whatever. Bring Lamarcus back. I get it. I get all of the arguments. What I'm saying is. Could we have actually done it? Or again, yeah. to use the word, well, Shay always talks about that, and like just be like, "Look, if you're from any other franchise or fan base, you're gonna be like, they've actually been pretty good for having limited options, yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah. Dame's carrying them far more than they yeah. should be, mm-hmm. and like yeah. that's our franchise for these years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like that's that crazy. one year though, in that free agency stint, where 2016 can where be argued. Yeah. Evan Turner was quoted being like, "I'm gonna go back to the Celtics on a small deal," and then. Neil called for seventy-five million. And he was like, "Later, yeah, dude, was like, yeah. this will never happen." He was I'll like talking to, to Iguodala Ig- Ig- or something. something. That was like one of the first like, signings. Dude. That's something yeah. we could like criticize his player assessment or something. And totally. Know? And I'm not saying like yeah. he's made all right choices. I'm just but saying, someone show me the outline of the perfect scenario. Yeah. I want to see what that is, so then I can be like, "Oh yeah, we did fuck up." In hindsight, right now in hindsight, I still don't know because it's like. I don't even remember. All the guys were along that same level. It's like you're taking a role guy, you're giving him forty million. Hopefully, you get the one that breaks out, or yeah. you don't. And we kind of got. He just happened to swing still paying like four guys. We got no one wanted to come. And, yeah. and he probably and he had to offer that out. money to even get anyone to come here. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, and people don't. The the best players don't want to come here. No, yeah. That's exactly. Yeah, that. like, and that's why you had to pay LA, him to I can't even say if I wasn't from here, I wouldn't Remember, think the exact Tur- same way. Wasn't it yes. Turkulu? Turkulu. His, his wife was like, "We're not going to Portland." He's like, he "All right, took like see ten you. million yeah. less to go yeah. somewhere else." Yeah. and it was, it, yeah, exactly. No. So, end of the day, I think we need to, you know, appease Dame because Agreed. as much That's as he got. comes out and says, "Hey, I want to be a Blazer for life." You know, dude gets in and he's 10, 12, 13 years into his career. He's like, I want to win a fucking championship. Yeah, so and could we even blame him? He's allowed, like, no, yeah, I mean, he's a human. Him. He's he allowed to change his mind. And we yeah. Made yeah. No. He's like, I Western gave my all to flat. this city and, you know, didn't give me the guns I needed to make it happen. So and now, if he's not, if Neil isn't willing to get rid of like the Ant Simons or his young pieces that he's drafted, which was that rumored, can be debated yeah. which he was rumored to not give up for an Aaron Gordon, who who knows if. Aaron's that all. swing player, anyways. Yes. Get rid of fucking Zach Collins. Get, yes. This yeah. offseason, you have to give up G-E-Z. a haul with some draft yeah, picks and get him swag. a power forward or someone who's. I don't know. That's I the move you could argue Harrell. because, like, you could argue that there's like, okay, you oh, piece like is. Zach Collins, Anthony Simons, a pick. We could have gone. You can Gordon, get something apparently. for that. You can't come back to me and be like, oh, like, who would we get for that? Like, there are a bunch of people that you could get yeah. for that. That That's would really help package. this team. It's like, right. yes, at the end of the day, that but the the ceiling for our package is going to be higher than what we get in return. But that's the nature of the game, right? That's how you make trades. Look at the Boston Celtics. That's what you do. In order to get current year value, to get short-term value to potentially win a championship, you give up the the higher ceiling. That's just the basic of trades. You can't always just be building for the future. I hate when people, no offense, are fantasy owners in our fantasy football league that are like this. It's just like, you're not always going to be the clear winner in a trade. There's risk on both sides, right? (laughs) I'm alluding to (laughs) comment. There are risks on both sides, all right, you have trying to, to run the table in 2025. I'll wear that. I'll tap chest there. Okay, any final thoughts on the Blazers, or should we go and wrap championship this one? 2021? Bitch. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, Shock the world. Once all this is crazy that the Blazers are still going to win the championship. Any of these comments? 
Blazers 2021 yeah. champs. Yep. It's just yeah. by how many games at this point. But yeah. some respect I'd, say, I'd say 16 if we don't have to play and 18 if we have yeah. to. Right. <laughs> That's a sweep for those counting out. Yeah. Uh, alrighty. For Jackson Rucker, Corey Van Domlin, Kyle George, Tyler Bagginsauce, and Connor Scott. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Love you guys. this is for the the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.